All right, guys, welcome to season one, episode one of the Sleepwell Journey. I am Dr. Callie Hale. And I'm Dr. Kyle Hale. And we are so excited to be talking to you today about who the airway dentists are. That's what this episode's about. It's our first episode. We're going to just talk about who is the airway dentist, what is the airway dentist, how we got um, here today to be talking where about did it this. Start. Yep. Yeah. And so um, we've talked about this a little bit before already, but I think the best place to start is. Right now, we're we have we have several locations, but the one that you practice out of primarily is called New Teeth Dental Solutions in Lake City. Yes, and my baby. Three years ago, um, you it it took a right hand turn, kind of out of nowhere, and it was growing, uh, doing awesome, still growing, doing awesome. But then you came to me and your dad, who's also a dentist and our uh-huh. mentor, um, and you're like, I want to go do this the sleep thing. You're already doing a lot of ortho with clear liners. You're already doing some um, jaw reposition devices for sleep, um, probably more than most general dentists were doing at the time because you saw the need in it. And then you're like, hey, uh, I want to go spend a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of my energy learning this this new thing. Yes, expansive techniques. And and that all came kind of kind of came on the heels of another big change in the practice. So why don't you just like before we talk about who is there we dentist now yeah this is like the origin story how did i get where i am yeah. today to having a podcast and hoping like two people listen to it <laughs> yeah. i don't care who listens to it this, this, is, this is for us this is, this for is us. marriage counseling this is therapy <laughs> this is literally therapy well okay well thank you that's really sweet so we, yeah the, this office has been my baby and i've put my heart and soul and blood sweat and tears in it to get it where it is and with the help of you and i feel like you are such a a secret weapon behind me all of the time with our business and our systems and making sure that everybody still shows up for me every day. Uh, but, you know, the sleep apnea treatments that we can treat, the side effects of sleep disorder breathing really just became my passion. Like really much, I, I wanted to learn how to correct the problem if we can by getting to the root cause. But before that, it was this entire mindset shift in my approach to health, like my approach to the not materials we were using. Yeah, not, not just, just teeth. teeth, systemic health. I mean, the sleep apnea and the sleep disorder breathing conversation is like intricately linked with that. So they really go hand in hand. But before that, it was like, what materials are we using for our fillings? And how how are we protecting ourselves when we take certain materials out? And what about the whole fluoride discussion? I was having patients come in and say, you know, I'd really prefer not. And is that like some hill I'm going to die on? Like, am I going to sacrifice that patient relationship because of fluoride? Like it has so much more to do with our gut health and our sugar we're eating and whether or not we're mouth breathing. And there are plenty of dentists out there willing to die on that hill in front of the patient who's been a patient for a long time and now just has a question about fluoride in their, whether it's topical fluoride or the profi paste or anything that they're using. And the girl, old gray hair dentist walks in and we'll prosthetize them. Oh, totally. In the treatment room. We try to teach them something. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely terrible. Yeah. You, we have to be, we have to be more open to our patients. And I, I I say this a lot when I mentor other dentists that are talking, you know, in this space and they're wanting to know more about biologic dentistry and just like how can they do the best for their patients? And it's just that we we have to make sure that when your patient's coming to you with like, hey, I want to know about this like coconut oil oil pulling thing, and they kind of like roll their eyes and they want to know. And the only person that's gonna look dumb in the room at that point is the dentist if we don't know about it. If we don't know the safe quantities and how to use it and what they can use. And for me, it was, I was learning things from my patients. I had patients come in that had spent a large majority of their life studying nutrition. 
and materials. And, and I was like, wow, where did you come from? I mean, this is amazing. And I, I would say, give me whatever you've got. Like, I want to learn that. And that was an immediate bond that I had with those patients. And I just think we need to be way more open to that because if, if we don't know some of the things that they're learning and researching and coming to us with, and then we just berate them for it, or we, or we label them as a, as a patient, like, oh yeah, that so-and-so is coming in. They're not going to want, you know, fluoride. Everybody get prepared for that fight. Like, oh my gosh, you know? Well, and let me interrupt you because the fluoride hill is, is really common. And if you're a dentist, you know what I'm talking about. If you're a patient who's ever tried to talk to your dentist about alternatives to fluoride, you probably (laughs) know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but on the flip side, the reverse of that coin, that coin is change. And on the other side of that uh, coin chain, change coin is um, plenty of dentists going to CE every year, multiple times a year to learn new techniques just in dentistry, new techniques just within like fillings, like the types of resins and composites oh, yeah. and bonding agents. Yeah. And, they, and they're willing <laughs> to try anything. And but because we're. I, I don't know if it's because it's the health perspective or the whole, or maybe it's just an overwhelming category altogether for them to think about the body being connected to the mouth. Um, it is because they kind of identify themselves as molar mechanics. That's kind right. of like the term we use. And like, it's not connected to yeah, everything down like here. <laughs> I can, I can fix this one tooth any yeah. way I want, but yeah. there's no way that, you know, well, look, I mean, I almost started talking about amalgam. I, we should probably not do that in this episode. <laughs> different episode. That's <laughs> a different episode. But, <laughs> yeah. I think, the change and uh, and your 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 response to change and what you expected the office to do when patients had these concerns with change and you just said I don't care and we have patients that do want fluoride we have patients that are adamant about no fluoride yeah and then we have patients that are mostly agnostic like they don't know what we're going to use and yeah. we are we're a family of dentists and we know that if you want to stop cavities it has nothing to do with the 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 sticky crap we put on your teeth the one day a, a year or maybe twice even if we're lucky, twice a year, a year yeah i had a, i had a patient one time that came in and wanted it was like no big deal but i was like okay do you, you know we've got we've got the varnish so i'm happy to do that for you whatever and he goes well i'm going straight to dairy queen after this so we put that stuff on there and i'm like really don't think it's going to help you from your dairy queen you know addiction but anyways but that was that's where the practice was going and in that kind of conversation and in um, relationships that I, that I was building with the patients, the whole office took part of it because that was a top down. Like if in, in, I think that's a really important thing for dentists that are listening to, like if you're in your back office or your morning huddle and meeting, and you're talking about how like we are going to meet some sort of goal of varnish this year, you know, or whatever, like that's going to portray out from your patient, your, your staff. So then if they're talking to the patient and really pushing it, like it, it just has to be a different, different relationship. That sounds like the worst dental grind on earth yeah. is if the only way you can grow your dental practice is by pushing a yeah. $20 service and hygiene. So you, cause from the business side, this is something that gets talked about all the time is like how much, how can I increase, increase the amount of revenue per hour in hygiene, right? On dental, it's very, it, it can fl- on the doctor side, it can fluctuate a lot. Are you doing, you know, a couple of fillings? Are you doing a couple of crowns? Are you doing a couple of implants? And for patients listening to this, that's, that's a, anyone who's paid for dental work has no, no, that's a big difference in cost. Totally. Yeah. But it, and getting your teeth cleaned and getting mm-hmm. x-rays is pretty much the same all the time. Right. And so they say, well, you know, um, I, I'm, I need to make more money or I want more the practice to grow more. And so I'm going to do fluoride and that's the thing. Yeah. And I think they're totally missing the boat because that's got to be a boring thing. Yeah, they are. And they're just like, I, I think what it really makes us unique across the board with all of our practices is that we don't have quotas like that at all. That's We are literally focused on our leadership teams, our, keeping our dentists, keeping our staff and the patient experience. I mean, we just opened 
the Sugarland uh, Airway Dentist location. And during our growth meeting yesterday, that was part of what I was talking about. Like, guys, we are here to love. We are here to provide for our patients. And I want them to walk in the door and feel that connection. And we get a lot of incredible um, reviews and accolades from our patients about how how competent our staff is. Because, you know, that's something I think dentists need to focus on way more than, than whatever new procedure code they want to be billing out. Because nothing, nothing sucks worse than walking to a doctor's office. Nobody looks up for their computer. They don't talk to you. They're like, sign there. They don't care. They're, you know, and, and when that happens, you have to know that that's coming from top down, but we got on a big tangent. We got on a big tangent with this whole thing. No, we're, I don't think we're on a big tangent. I think we're just, we're on like sidebar. Yeah. Sidebar. We're talking about how I got where we are related to the subject. Definitely. But I think the only thing I'll add to that is that that came from your dad from 40 years of experience of practice ownership and that we have no, no one here's performance in our, uh, across our seven locations and our uh, 60s plus employees. No one here comes to work thinking that their me- their performance is measured by a dollar amount. Right. Ready to practice. Yeah. Which is super, we, we super measure special. It by Google reviews. We measure yeah. it by satisfaction. Happy satisfaction. patients. Yeah. I mean, all, all yeah. these things that are really touchy feely, but that makes us feel really good. And yeah. So for those of you listening that don't know, I came from a family of dentists. My mom and dad are both dentists. They met in dental school and they, they are the reason that I am where I am today and that you, yes. And we wouldn't have these practices without them. We wouldn't, I mean, I can't even not even imagine. I remember getting out of dental school and thinking, man, this is great. I literally have somebody that can get me out of anything. And Mm -hmm. you know, when you get out of dental school, you think, you know, everything like, I mean, you do, you're like, you worked so hard to get in, you survived. You weren't one of the people that failed out and got kicked out. And then you get out and you're like, you know, you know, just enough not to be a danger to the society, you know, like, I know it sounds terrible, but you're still a slight danger, (laughs) just a little bit. But I mean, he was just like, no, you're going to do, this is something my dad told me. And I think if you're a new dentist listening to this, it's so important. You need to do every single thing for five years. Mm -hmm. And when it finally got to five years for me, I've been out now this year's uh, eight or nine. When, when it got to that point, I told my dad, I was like, I'm not pulling teeth anymore. I'm not pulling teeth anymore. He's like, no, 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 no. You got to do it. I was like, it's been five years. I'm not extracting teeth anymore. And it's not because I can't, I completely can, but it's because I don't want to, I don't like it. There's so many things that I can do better, you know, that besides that. And so it was just a funny, like full circle thing, but you know, the, the practice as it was exploding, I would say exploding truly with the, the care that we were giving these patients where it was a safe place for them to come really is what changed it. But then when I started getting into sleep dentistry, it, it it took us to places I, I didn't know possible. I never thought I'd have a podcast. I literally never thought I'd be sitting here right now having a podcast talking about what I do. I never thought that I would spend literally the last four years, hundreds of hours of CE. Like I just didn't. And I mean, I got out of school and I never wanted to take another test again. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and then I, I took and passed a diplomate exam last year and I've got another one coming up this year. And it's just like, it never ends. And how many times do I tell you, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. What, what are we, what if I do, you know? And sometimes they say, that's how, you know, you know, a lot is when you get to the point that you're like, I need to know more, you know, I don't know, but we're really excited about this podcast and we want to, I mean, I think we should talk about the, Wait, who so we are. That, okay. That's chapter one of this episode. Yes. We talked about like this change and that change was just, okay, we're, we're open-minded. We're loving on our patients. We're saying that, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have these conversations. I'll do my best to learn about oil pulling. I'll learn my best to do, to, or uh, do my best to learn about, um, like hydroxyapatite toothpaste yes, and, yes. and all these alternatives because 
at the end of the day, those things are small things. Yep. Um, the big things are how, how, what's your quality of life? How long are you going to live? What's your risk for heart attack and, and, oh my gosh, and stroke. Yeah. And so, Absolutely. um, and this, and I remember like the first article you shared was actually written by, um, it, it kind of in this, like it stood out and it wasn't sleep apnea related, but it was like that systemic link. It was, it was an implant article oh, about yeah. recurrent lesions on, um, recurrent infections on endodontically treated teeth and how they weren't getting discovered. And then that was like, well, there is, maybe there is a lot of science behind this. And so that's really what kind of, I know for me, because I was not in that world, um, that's really what kind of opened my eyes to it is like, okay, so there is, there's a legitimacy behind this in a yeah. huge way. Oh, totally. And that was just completely not talked about when we were in dental school. I mean, if you think about it, we have not been out that long. I started in 2010. We're not talking about 50 years of practice here. Right. And for that to never come up, to, to, to be told we should just watch those periplesions, just look at them and see if they get smaller each year. I mean, that's a cop out in my opinion. So that was, you know, that was a big convert. Those were conversations you and I were having that I think were these loving husband, wife sort of conversations. And I'm like, Hey, I don't think this is loving. actually good. Yeah. I don't think this is good. I don't think we should be telling our patients that they should leave infection in their jaw. Like I just don't, you know, and you're like, Oh, whatever. You know, we were just, it was a lot. It was a lot for us to take in because you're unlearning a lot of things that you spent a ton of money yeah. to learn. Yeah. So now we were here and in, in new teeth league city, Yes. your practice, your baby. Um, let's see, we, we, you start, you did, Oh, I guess the next one is you start doing airway only. Yeah. You stopped doing fillings. You stopped doing yeah. crowns. You yeah. stopped doing, you stopped pulling teeth a long time ago, but um, you stopped doing pretty much everything else and so, not because yeah. you didn't want to. Right. Oh no. Just the need was so incredibly vast. So, I mean, Dennis will ask me that, well, how do you, how are you doing like over 200 cases a year in anything like, you know, in one thing. And for me, it was the uh, uh, education. So me educating my patients, the community every single month for the last two and a half, almost three years, we've hosted patient education dinners. And that was something I think that it could be utilized in any fashion of dentistry. Like if you're really passionate about implantology, you know, endodontics, prosthodontics, whatever, you get your patients out of this sterile smelling dental environment and you have a nice dinner and just talk about what you love. And for me, you know, in the beginning, I was like, I was happy four people came. And for any of you <laughs> listening that we're one of those original four people, like I'm really, really happy that that you came to listen to me. But we're in much larger venues now. We have 30 to 60 people. I've had superintendents at school districts come. We've had physicians attend, uh, PAs, moms, teachers. I think for me, my target audience is the education community, the teachers, because they're the ones that are having these kids you know, not be able to either stay awake in class or not be able to function all day in class. They, they're disruptive. You know, it, it's heartbreaking for me when I see a little kid that suffered for as long as they've suffered and they've been kicked out of multiple schools. And that's an episode for another, you know, yeah. later on in the season. Oh, but, yeah. but it's just one of those things where when I, when we talk about the sleep link and our kids, it, it's, they're just like mind blown. They're like, where has this information been? And the thing is, is this information's not new. Mm -hmm. It's not new. I mean, we have a century of data talking about maxillary expansion and, and all of that. But anyway, we're, I'm just so excited. And, and when, when I don't know, it was about a right. year and, ago. And, she just le and you just left like everyone listening, hanging on like. <laughs> Good, I that, hope so. Because that that's definitely coming. We're, we're going to talk yeah. about a ton of stuff. And a lot of it is going to circle around sleep apnea, uh, where it started, kind of what's common versus what's normal and how yes. we become accepted. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just to back up a little bit, we're talking about like, okay, we, we got this booming practice. Um, all, we also had another booming practice that we still have 
uh, down in Texas City with Matt, Matt, Dr. Matt Hicks. Yeah. And he he is he he just kind of showed up and was like, hey, I I I I want to work really hard. And I said, great, let's go work really hard. <laughs> and then I said, <laughs> I, I want to do ortho. Amazing. Oh yeah. my gosh, they're yeah. such a blessing to us and yeah. everyone around them. But I think it was a year and a half ago. Matt and I sat down. We're yes, we that's what lunch. I was going to ask you. Yeah. And I and. He wanted to open up a, a an ortho only practice. I thought, let's do it. Yeah. And and then you told me. And then I told you. And what did I say? And you said, "What are you doing, you moron? You got to do an airway." Oh, sorry. I don't think he I've ever Dr. called morons. you a moron. Not in public, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I said, guys, like, yes, but this needs to be an airway practice. Yeah. You know, I mean, even just coming down to like why we named it, what we named it, mm-hmm. like even that was was an interesting couple of weeks of. Yeah, that was my idea. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, guys, lightning's gonna strike in here. I mean, we, you know, when you're naming a practice, you're, you're trying to, you know, just it's so tough. It's really, really tough. But I was just kind of very, very like stuck on this airway dentist. Stuck is. I was like, why do we? Really yeah, like we were gonna. I don't remember the other options that we were gonna name it, but they were they were very obviously just a dental offices. And I'm like, okay, so do you want to work an uphill battle to let the community know that we're doing airway? Like that's our focus as orthodontics and airway. Or should we name it that? And then they, if they ask if we do cleanings, we're like, absolutely, we do cleanings. Look, in my defense, I was, <laughs> I, I, on the business side, I want to make sure we're successful. This is a lot of risk. We're spending a we lot are, yeah, of huge risk, not just money, but a ton of time. Yeah. And I think about like what what this time's robbing us from doing other things, from going on vacations, from spending more time with our kids. All sacrifices. Oh, yeah. Work life balance. That's not even a thing. Yeah. 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 Don't uh, even. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> and oh, that's the, the balance board's broken, but um, we're still having fun. Mm-hmm. But you know, so. But then you, I think you finally wore me down. And my thought one day was, you know what? Let's just take our shot. Because I think if we, if we stand a chance, especially with your like, so, like incomplete or totally complete expertise in this, like there's nothing I don't think you can't do with airway. And I think, um, I said, let's take our shot. And of course, you were on board, so that's what we of course it, I was. It was my airway idea. dentist. We didn't want any confusion <laughs> nope. for anyone that showed up. Yeah, and and I love it. And so it's been named that for many, many months. And then we finally got to open our first one last week, which is in Sugarland, Texas. And we've had nonstop patients since we opened the doors. Yeah. I mean, before we opened the doors, there were patients that were getting that yeah. were calling us. And I mean, I was like, oh, we did it. We, it, I mean, it's and it's literally we have this this pediatric sort of focus with it and orthodontics, but there's a huge adult component to it with expansion and aligners and what we're able to do thanks to to Matt's techniques and ortho. And but it was like I think I expected more kids, and it, it's just the entire family, which is shouldn't surprise me because that's literally how it has, is here in League City. And you know, you picked a stellar stellar location. I think talking about you a lot more in this series is going to be really fun for the people that are trying to expand their locations and offices. And sometimes people will be like, Hey, how'd you get to seven? I'm like, you're asking the wrong person. You need to talk to my husband and my dad and everybody on our team. But anyways, I just think this is going to be awesome. And I, I think as we were, you know, getting back to how did I start doing this and how did we transition league city? I had an incredible education that I'm I think we should talk about on one of the episodes because people always ask me, where do I, where should I get educated and what should I do? But there, there was two really quintessential turning points in my career. And one was listening to a, a little weekend seminar on adult expansion. And the funny thing about it is when you say expansion for, you're talking about making the jaws wider. Yes. And maybe more roof of the mouth is the floor of the nose. Right. And we are all massively underdeveloped as, as a, as a species now. I mean, literally we, we have generations of 
underdeveloped arches that have passed down to our kids. Yeah. Especially the United States. Yeah. The Western diet and all that. But I, you know, I was looking in where to get educated and I, and I came across Vivos and at first I was very against the idea because I was a know-it-all dentist. I knew everything. I got out of school. You can't expand a palate. Oh my gosh. You cannot expand a palate in an adult, right? Ooh, we're about to ruffle some feathers right now. And there was somebody doing it that I knew of, and I'd already had preconceived notions about my opinions on that one provider. So I judged the appliance accordingly. And, and I tell doctors this all the time. I mean, I was, I was as skeptical as you could get. I wanted nothing to do with it, which is literally comical, right? Because of where I am today. And it's all I do. But I was sitting in the back office of this office talking to Dr. J. Elliott, my dad, about it. And I said, can you believe this nonsense? I mean, they're talking about palate expanders in an adult. And like, and you know, that conversation probably happened. And I don't even know if my dad remembers this conversation. We'll have to ask him. But that conversation went on for weeks. And he finally looked at me and he said, Callie, if this is where dentistry is going, you better go figure it out. Did I ever tell you that? Oh yeah. Yeah. So when he, when he said that it totally put me in my place and you know, you think about it as a doctor, I don't know if I could say that to, to a friend of mine and have them give two cents about it. Right. Like it's going to come with it, but it was my dad. It was somebody who'd practiced dentistry a traditional way in an exceptional way for 40 plus years and he's telling me like, if don't be close-minded, don't assume you know anything about anything. If this is something that we can do and this can help people improve at, at, a, at, a, at a root level, then why are you sitting here acting like you know anything about it? And that's what kills me about these Facebook groups and dentists that are talking about the appliances because they've never done it. If you've never done it and you haven't read the science on it and you haven't actually taken the training by those of us that are doing it, why are you opening your mouth? Ooh, shots fired. Why? And I saw you point the finger. No, no, it's just a hand. No, that was that finger. I saw the finger was out. So, so, anyways, I go get trained in this, and and the other turning point was listening to Dr. Ben Morali for the first time in my life. I flew to the Vivos Institute to have my my training done. I mean, there was multiple sessions. Our youngest son was like eight weeks old. We were taking the nanny. I was like, dude, I'm doing this. Like, we, I was breastfeeding. Like, it, I, it was a thing. And I was like, well, I don't know what you're going to do with the other two kids. So I'm taking the nanny. We're going to Colorado because I got this weekend. And uh, they had Dr. Moralia teaching the pediatric expansion part. And the funniest thing ever is I had zero intention of treating kids. I did not pay the money that I paid to be educated through Vivas for the pediatric component, which is literally like so funny because it's like my biggest passion. It's like, it's like the entire premise behind what I do. Why now, how we can prevent it's yeah, two thirds thirds of it at least. I mean it, it, and it's the airway dentist locations that are opening. And I sat down and I listened to Dr. Moralia showcases before and after a pure expansion, no IPR, no attachments, and even before the ortho component, using these 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 guidance appliances, these myofunctional style appliances with built-in lip bumpers and tongue tabs and stuff to reposition removable. to correct the nasal yeah, removable to correct the nasal breathing. He's like, you get these kids breathing through their nose, you get them swallowing properly without tethered tissues. Watch what's gonna happen in the arches. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the front row, just like I was in dental school all the time. I was sitting in the front row going, Oh my gosh, this guy who has been doing it longer than I've been practicing. And I've never heard of this ever. Not once in my pediatric rotations in dental school was this ever talked about. And it's the only thing that should be, in my opinion, mm-hmm. at least in a comprehensive exam form, right? And I was like, I have to do, I have to do this. We have to save the kids. 
We literally have to save the kids. And, uh, you know, when I lecture now, I've got a picture of Dr. Morelli and I, when we were speaking at the Breathing and Wellness Conference in Las Vegas a couple of years ago, and it was, it was such an aha moment for me. Like this, this, this doctor who is a dear friend of mine and a mentor to me in every way. And we're both speaking on this now, you know, coming for full circle. And, and his organization was teaching, is teaching expansion in pediatrics. And so Airway Health Solutions is where I went and got my expanders training if I wanted something that was fixed versus what I had learned at Vivos. And I, I've been speaking for Vivos now for years. I, I fly up there. I dedicate a lot of time and heart and soul. I'm so appreciative of them. I, truly, I am. Like my, them seeing something in me to say, hey, will you get up and talk about what you're doing? Because I don't do anything halfway. You know that about me. I'm a bull in a china shop. That's what my parents have always said. And if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it with all of me. So you, it, on the outside, Ben is a huge advocate for you. And I think mm-hmm. this, is, this is a testament to just like this whole community in general because y'all's mindset is so different. We talked er, at the beginning of the episode about you just changing the way you talk to your patients and treat your patients because it's not a, I know better. And Ben, you see that in Ben because very often, like let's talk about implant education. You go learn something at an implant course and then you try to teach it maybe two years later after you've got a ton of practice in your belt. And the guy you learned it from is going to typically be sour, bitter about it. Like well, you're now you're teaching it too and you're taking money out of my pocket. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. And he's not like that Definitely at all. Not. He, he knows that you teach it for Vivos. He knows that you teach our associates and, and he is super proud of you. And that just goes to show like his mindset is that of really like save the kids. Yeah. Like there's so many kids. There's, oh, so, I there's can't so much That's why do. we're opening more yeah, locations. I, I exactly. mean, I can't, I, I, my girls tell me I'm booked out like two, three months mm-hmm. and it here and kids can't wait that long, you know? So I'm doing my best. I mean, I, I'm extremely appreciative for the patients that our patients have for me when they, when they need to come in and they're in my airway assistants are literally my right hand, my, our entire team is, I, I would not be able to do what I do without our team here that mm-hmm. we've built. And, um, the, pa- the patients are forever grateful. And I, I'm really excited about talking about all this. We have so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, each episode, we're going to dive into different topics and how I treat it and what my philosophy is. And I just want to help other dentists do this. Mm-hmm. Nobody is our competition. We have to stop thinking about the de- dentist next door to you being your competition. There's so many. Kids. That's such a small That's minded. A- this is like someone saying that if you throw um, you throw sand in the ocean, you're gonna fill the ocean. You're not gonna do it. You know, there's know. there's so much to do, and we need to prevent a lifetime of sleep disorder breathing. Yes, we yes. have to start doing it right. Yes, right now. Yes. So I think this is probably a good, pretty good spot to start to wrap up. But um, you know, whether you're a dentist listening or a patient, or um, whether you're an associate in your practice or you own your practice. Um, you know, we're, we're doing this podcast because we, we really love this yeah. deeply. We, we love do. this. And so if you've got any questions you want us to answer, we're happy to mix those in. And, um, but we, we've got an awesome schedule for this first and second season of the sleep well journey. So podcast. Excited. And, um, we're, we're doing this because we want, we want everyone to know, and there's no one better to tell you what it's like on the front line than the fantastic woman sitting across from me, Dr. Callie Hill, oh, my wife. Thank you, honey. And um, yeah, we want, you know, we're, we're so excited about this. This is, this is really going to be awesome. And uh, probably my, I'm a huge podcast listener myself. And one of my biggest pet peeves is when you have these really superficial podcasts, they're like, you're like, you know, five, five things you should be investing in right now. You know, and you're listening to the thing, and you're like, and you no, get to the end we of the want episode, this to be real, and you have and, no idea what they talked about. Yep, hundred percent. Here, like, yep. um, you know, we're 
there's probably moments that Callie talks way over everyone's head and I'll try to rein her back in. You do a good uh, job doing that in general. <laughs> so, um, but we're, we're going to make this awesome for everybody yeah. and really like, and also like, we're going to have fun with this because this is, this is, this is, this has to be fun. This is for so us. cool. This is so cool. <laughs> if nobody else listens to it, when our kids are, you know, when we're grandparents, we can go, oh, remember back time when we talked to everybody. <laughs> so next time I think we're going to be talking about sleep disorder breathing. What is that? <clears throat> Um, Callie's going to go into it. I, I had no idea what sleep disorder breathing was. I thought it was just, I, I didn't know it was a diagnosis first of all. And, and second of all, I didn't know there was, you know, a, a, a tooth born treatment for it. And so yeah. we're going to talk I about that. I can't wait. It's going to be great. All right. Thanks guys. Bye.